Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Joseph, and welcome to the Poor in Spirit podcast. We're glad you're listening. Hi, how's it going? Oh, hey. <laughs> I think that's exactly how I started last time, oh, too. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. I feel like we Continuity. tend to start the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for our listeners. Is it? I think so. Okay, I think it's it is. It's something familiar to them. There you go. Every week. It's like, oh. It's a constant. True. But yeah, yeah I'm good. We are in the middle of moving right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so our house is a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In shambles. That tends to happen. But. I'm just like, I have to be out of my apartment by the 31st. And I truly, every single day, I just decide that I'm not going to pack until tomorrow. (laughs) You're going to pack the night of the 30th. Yeah. It's okay. It is what it is. That stresses me out. But. Well, okay. So, like, I, when I came to this current apartment, I knew that I was only going to be in there for two months. So I truly did not unpack the majority of my stuff. That's fair. That's fair. It's not like you have a ton either. Well, maybe not. I have I a fair amount. <laughs> Based on what I saw, I feel like you didn't have a lot. I don't have, like, a ton, a ton. Yeah. But I do have, like, I don't know. Like, I have a full kitchen's worth of stuff Uh-oh. and, like, things like that. That's true. I also have, like, a lot of knickknacks because I'm me. <laughs> I got rid of a lot of my knickknacks during, like, while I've been packing. Yeah. I've I been living by the simplicity rule of Mm. if i haven't used it in a year and a half it's gone i like that i'm doing that with my closet right now Mm. like i did that a few weeks ago when i so at the beginning of this year i touched every single piece in my closet and i turned it inside out and when i wear it i put it back right side out so at the end of the year yeah at the end of the year everything that's still inside out i'm just gonna get rid of because if i haven't worn it in a year why do i own it that's good. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I saw it in like a random TikTok and I was like, I'm doing that. <laughs> I was like, I have to do that because I own too many clothes. That I, I well, I'm in a weird place since I don't know what my next job is going to be. I don't know yeah. like what clothes to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So I just have to pack everything, but it's okay. Yeah. We're figuring it out as we go. I don't know. I'm going to have to buy more because I don't have any like professional I don't have any clothes Mm-mm. and my practicum site is business casual and jeans are only allowed on Fridays but if it's virtual it's not I mean it could be if, if it becomes virtual if the country continues to ignore the fact that corona is still a problem fake news yeah so it's all fake I don't know we'll see but I'm hoping that like thrift stores can help me out i bet i feel like i I'll, I'll probably like go get like some staples one or two pairs of good slacks yeah because i have like khakis but i want like black right and maybe like gray or something and maybe like a few nice tops and then i can like search goodwill for any extras i might need yeah and also that's like way more sustainable doing a bunch of research about fast fashion so yeah it's not good no anyway that's completely unrelated (laughs) 
into Anyways, what we're going to talk about today. What are we talking about today, Rachel? Um, we are talking about mental health. Wahoo! Love it. Yeah. So, I feel like... Why did we decide to talk about this one? Because um, it's really important right now, I think. It is really important right now. Like... In quarantine? Every single person that I am friends with... Their mental health has been on the decline since quarantine. Mine has been a roller coaster. Yeah. Every day is very different. That's fair. But it's like, yeah. And I don't know what, like, I'm gonna wake up to, I feel like. But it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, like, I was doing really well at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, me too. And I was like... I'm making a quarantine schedule, and I am, like, reading the Bible for, like, 45 minutes every day, and, like, I'm, like, only listening to worship music, and, like, like all yeah. of this, and <laughs> then, like... It's not sustainable. Two months in, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I cannot. So, yeah. It's fine. It's Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're also both personally and professionally passionate about mental health and like wellness i mean i'm a social work major but i am going to get my master's to be a therapist right as am i yeah both in different ways but yeah are you gonna do counseling yeah yeah i'm gonna do clinical mental health counseling that's the plan who knows everything's changing right now (laughs) yeah that's kind of end goal at the moment yeah i'll be a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed clinical therapist heck yeah so so we both have a passion anyway for yeah all that to say that yes. and seeing people well yes. and healthy and um particularly as it deals with the mind yeah so we just wanted to talk today about a few things and Particularly the stigma around, Mm -hmm. like, going to counseling or maybe, um, like, getting medicated for certain illnesses and kind of how that falls into um, the Bible and what we know about um, just, like, the way that God designed us. Yeah. Anyway, also, side note, if you hear... um, drinking noises it's because i am caffeinating myself yeah because i was getting a headache and if you hear little grumbling noises um there could be a multitude of things it that's could be, true could be my stomach i was gonna fran. say it's francis <laughs> fran's taking a little tiny nap oh oh she's shifting. she just kicked me <gasps> fran. um i think she hurt her name so she rolled over she's sighing she's grumbling it Why might she be. Have this, like, I know. Ball it's kind of weird. <laughs> she has a bald spot on her stomach. It's like really kind of weird, actually. I bet it's like irritated. Oh, it's like... she's good. It's always been like that. Mm. Um, but anyway. if you hear some weird noises, it's probably the dog, or it's our stomachs. I've been like overeating lately, and so I'm mm. now that I'm back i'm like okay i can't do that anymore i've like my stomach is like expanding so now i'm like shrinking it back down i have not <laughs> been eating at all which is like 
oh. the opposite of the spectrum. Yeah. So I'll have like a granola bar and maybe one meal a day. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on track. There you go. With some healthy. We're both back on track. Right. Which is the important thing. Exactly. And I went for a bike ride this morning. I'm like exercising uh, again. I've been going for bike rides at night. It's really nice. Yeah, I definitely, I wanted to wake up at like 7.30 and go. We all have these dreams. (laughs) But I didn't get to sleep until like 2. And so, I don't know, spoiler alert, five hours is not enough sleep. It's not. So when I woke up at 7.30, my body said, absolutely not. And just went back to sleep for two hours. So I didn't get actually onto the trail until like... I don't know. Whenever I texted you. Like 930, 9.30 maybe? 9.30-ish. And then I rode for like three minutes. It's better than nothing. Yeah. It but it was, it was getting hot is what I'm, is my point. Yes. And it was really humid. Thus is Oklahoma in the summer. Yeah. So I think tomorrow I'm going to try to go earlier. Yeah. But yeah. Good no, goals. I texted both you and Natalie. Now that you responded, so I was like, I'm just going to park. Yeah, I was awake, but I don't keep my phone in my room anymore, That's which has been a thing really that impressive. I've, like, needed for my mental health. We'll get to those later, mm-hmm. just, like, some practices that we do. But I keep my phone out of my room. Um, it's similar to, like, training your baby. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, the, like, you put your baby down to sleep before you go to bed. Yeah. And then you, like, wake up before your baby does. And so, like, it's, like, treating my phone in the same way of, like, like, I'm going to set... Well, I'm going to set my... I'm going to turn off my phone Mm -hmm. and set it in the living room, Mm -hmm. like, 30, 45 minutes before I get in bed. And then I don't... And then I wake up in the morning and I don't check my phone until, like, 45 minutes to an hour after I wake up and like have my quiet time and my prayer time and it's really good for me it's really impressive and also like you're not supposed to be on your electronics before Before you go to bed exactly yeah so it helps in a lot of ways but I need to I didn't see your text was the that's okay the meaning of that I I couldn't fathom a scenario where you would say you're not allowed to bark right and so I was like it'll be fine it's fine but in the, did you see me like fixing my bike rack on the back of my car? No. Okay, so like I in my tired state, I put it on my car this morning and then I like went back into the apartment for like 30 minutes and just like sat on the couch and I put it on, but I didn't realize that it didn't like click into place. And so as I was whipping around the corners, <laughs> my bike was like <laughs> shifting like the front the heavy half the front half was like way down and I, like they go around a corner and you're like oh my gosh yeah but i get i fixed it when i got back to my apartment i had to like take a knife and, <laughs> and just take a knife and like poke at you know those like like the best example i can think of is on like crutches like the little metal tabs that pop it into place oh yeah 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 so like that's how it was like, like popping like into out. place 
But one of them was stuck, which is why oh. it didn't pop into place. So I had to take a knife and poke it, and then it, like, popped back up. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. These, so, the people watching probably thought you were crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. We're good now. It's all fixed now. Yeah. Now I have to re-put it back on my car. Well. But I'm probably going to go through the car wash before I do that anyway. So, yeah. Tangents all around. Tangents all around. But, yes. So, what do we want to talk about first? Um, I maybe talk about, like, what we thought of counseling, like, growing up, or, like, what we heard about mm-hmm. mental illness, or, like, what we associated it with, like, as children, or, I mean, like, and, like for me, even, church. like, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah and, like... I think since both of us, like, were raised in the church, mm-hmm. um, we'll have some perspective on, like, I don't know, just m- the messages that we were receiving Yeah. from people. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think... Like, what was your, like, like, did your church have, like, a counseling center, or, like, what was, like, what were the messages you were getting? Not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um... I think, yeah, like, not, I, I don't think, like, that was never made aware to me. Yeah. It might have been to, like, adults in the church. Yeah. Um, but, no, that's, like, just not what I heard, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Did your preacher, like, ever talk about it, or? No. Interesting. Uh-uh. It was... I'm, again, like, not to my, I might also just be, like, have a bad memory. But I don't really remember hearing people talk about it in a way that was, like, gospel-focused and centered. Yeah. I think just, like, what I heard from either community or, like, um, I don't know. I think it was just, like, a taboo subject to, like, mm-hmm. talk about your mind as being like not well. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. like we talk no, about like organs if something's failing, like go to the doctor. You go to the doctor because there might be like a medical reason mm-hmm. um that it's not functioning properly. Yes. But like growing up that wasn't really the case when I heard somebody was like depressed or mm-hmm. anxious or whatever in my mind what I heard growing up was like, oh, like, they just don't love God enough. Like, they aren't... Yeah. They aren't filled with his joy. And, like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what I thought for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and I'm very thankful and grateful that I have never had, like, clinical depression or anxiety. Yeah. I think I've definitely experienced both. Right. In, like, different times in my life. But... It was never something that I had to, like, specifically get like, medicated for. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I think until different, like, family members and, like, close friends, I remember a few people who, like, did have to get medicated that I was like, oh, like, what's that about? Like, right. You're these like, people I've are, never heard of that. right, these people are believers and I know that they love God. Yeah. So, like what's the disconnect like why are they 
the fly. fly won't like <laughs> it keeps landing on my elbow <laughs> anyway um but yeah i think oh. that was Frances. Frances. she just like attacked herself <laughs> she like woke up from a dream <laughs> anyway anyways um but yeah that's what i that's what i heard and yeah. i think i also heard from like older generations mm-hmm. um and i still hear this from older generations of people if i'm not super happy or like bubbly or energetic people have been like oh like are you depressed and i'm like no like i'm i'm just not smiling ear to ear in this exact moment right and like also that's okay (laughs) yes it's okay to have emotions right yeah it's okay not to like put on this front right 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 that you're okay um well i think that is i mean that i feel like that's really common yeah in older generations that are like especially older generations that don't acknowledge mental health like at all Mm -hmm. like you always have to pretend that you're completely fine you're not struggling with anything if you have a problem you just suck it up and you're like i don't know i feel like also that comes with like masculinity and stuff oh let me tell you we can talk about toxic masculinity boy we can we talk about it yeah it we should have a whole episode we can and boys like not allowed to show emotion and like if you cry then like you're not a man fuck up i saw this the other day it was so sad i was on my bike ride the other night Mm -hmm. and there was this little kid who had like i don't even know what like what it was it was it was like he was sitting on the ground Mm -hmm. and then he pedaled like whatever that would be called like one of those really low tricycle bikes? Yeah, kind of. But he was maybe like five or six. And he was riding with his dad. And his dad was like making sure that he was staying on the part of the sidewalk that wasn't near the road. Because mm-hmm. he like wanted to keep his kids safe, of course. Yes. And so I was like waiting for them because Corona. And I didn't want to pass them. Also, <clears throat> okay, I'm like not very confident on my bike yet and so i feel like i can't like narrowly avoid someone <laughs> i've almost hit so many people oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway anyway <clears throat> i was like waiting and um like the dad saw that i was waiting right and the kid like got stuck or something and he like started going toward the road and the dad was like stop like like stay on the right stay on the right and then he like tried again and he like kept like his tricycle just kept naturally like, like going to the yeah. left yeah and like his dad was getting so angry with him and he like just started crying because no. the kid was just like like i don't know what to do or whatever right and i saw the dad and he was like no like let's go like stay on the right stay on the right and he just like kept pedaling but he was crying <laughs> and i think like the dad was like embarrassed that his kid was crying yeah, and that, like, I had to wait for them. Yeah. But I was like, no, like, you're totally fine. Like, you're okay. But I don't know, just, like, seeing that just, f- I don't know, flashback to, like, so many times in my life where I was, like, ashamed 
to cry mm. and like be upset about something because well like we were told like that's like the only message we ever get yeah and mm. it's different for me as a girl right I, but like similar learning about <laughs> masculinity and all of that yeah but I was, I was like, like a gender ugh. studies minor for a while so oh. yeah i didn't know that i dropped it that's cool though because like i had too many other credits i had to take but yeah, <clears throat> yeah. i feel like i have a decent idea of what it's all like. Yeah. I don't know. I, something that really changed my journey as far as, like, understanding mental health and <clears throat> Christianity yeah. was Psalm 42. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Psalms in general, but uh, yeah. John Piper has a good book called when i don't desire god and Mm -hmm. it's like a response to his book desiring god and he talks about like i like in psalm 42 it says like why i mean depending on like your version or translation like why are you downcast oh my soul Mm -hmm. like why are you why so disturbed within me and like that psalmist and other psalmists in general just like have these poetic laments of like sadness and feeling forgotten and scared. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I just love what this psalmist does in Psalm 42 because he attacks head on what he's feeling and he expresses it and he Mm. processes it and he doesn't just like, suppress it and say like oh but like but i have jesus but i have jesus yeah i'm which like he didn't at the time but like right right i don't that's like the modern day right exactly yeah and so i just that was a cool thing for me to learn um because there's this thing called spiritual bypassing Mm -hmm. which i recently heard about and it's this idea that like Christians and other people when they are upset or when they're angry or uh, which like anger is not a sin by the way right. that was something I had to learn um, and we are going to do a whole episode on anger great I think anger specifically like at the Lord great it'll be great <laughs> it'll be great um, but like <laughs> so spiritual bypassing um Friend. A spiritual. <laughs> she, I like. She's taking over the couch. And I, she moved her head like right under my knee. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, spiritual bypassing. Either this is like what we tell ourselves, or in the past, if we've expressed anger or sadness or anxiety or fear, like whatever, mm-hmm. the spiritual bypassing answer is like you don't need to be sad. Like God has given you so much. You should be so thankful. Yeah. Whereas, like, the healthy... That's a really common... Yeah, like, the healthy emotional response to that is, like, I'm sad. Like, I wonder what that's about. Right. Like, at the end of the day, I still have faith, and I'm still faithful that, like, God will Mm -hmm. be true to his word and, um, like, provide for me. But, like, today, like, like, why am I feeling that way? And so, 
that's just like one example of of ways that I think the church in the past has just like gotten off route. Gotten it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like when we see the fruit of the spirit, we're like joy and peace. Love, right. But like, yeah. if you're not experiencing that at the mm-hmm. time in the past, I've been like, Oh, like, well, I dang, like, I don't have the Holy spirit within me because like, yeah. I, why, like, why am I not joy joyous right now? Right. And then I think the difference there becomes down to, like, joy and happiness. <laughs> because, like, temporarily, I could be unhappy. But at the end of the day, like, I still have deep joy right. for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, like, I might be frazzled about something, but I still have this deep, like, holy peace within me. Right. Right. So instead of taking those things, like, at face value of, like, our emotions day to day, I think is a very important distinction as well if that yes. made any sense because you can be filled with joy but like your emotions are deceiving and fleeting right and like can be easily manipulated <laughs> to like just ruin right your whole life like i we again should have a whole podcast on the enneagram okay yes um <laughs> love it but i am in the gut triad so eights nines and ones are in the mm-hmm. gut triad and we experience anger a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, n- I, like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm not an angry person. Like, I don't know why, why it thinks that I am. Right. And then, like, over the past few days, I've gotten some, like, not super great news about job stuff. Mm-hmm. And my immediate response was, like, anger. anger. And, like, my dad called me, like, right after I texted him. And I was, like, so rude to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know that he was trying to help, but I, I had to, like, text him afterwards and be like, hey, like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, <laughs> yeah. like, I was so rude. Like, I know you were just trying to help. But, like, I then, like, processed that anger, and I was like, why am I angry? Like, mm-hmm. are, like, let me feel this for a second. I don't have to just, like, just throw it away. Yeah. But then, like... Still, throughout all of that, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. Right. And I feel like that's that joy. Right. Yes. Like, that's the that's the difference there. Right. Um. So, yeah. I don't know how I got started on that. but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's great. No. That's been my experience. Mm-hmm. I think, like, well, in my church... <laughs> Can you guys hear that? It's Fran's nails clacking together. <laughs> in my there's a lot of weird random noises in this podcast. So I apologize. But anyway, so growing up in my church, um we had like a I think it was called like Haven Counseling or something. It was like on-site counseling. That's nice. Um, but even though we had that it was, like, weirdly at, like, the end of the church building, and also no one talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yep. there was never, to my knowledge and, like, the recollection that I have, um, never, never a sermon on mental health yeah. or, like, <clears throat> really even anything like, hey, if you're struggling with something, we have this counseling center you know so even like 
which like goes back to like legalism and the prosperity gospel yes no so like even though we had that it was still like weirdly taboo (laughs) how did i say it yesterday i like how you just said it what am i doing taboo 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 yeah taboo no (laughs) anyway taboo or not taboo that is the question stop it (laughs) this is what i meant last week when like i said we're just gonna laugh the whole time um just a side note that was me rubbing my foot (laughs) weirdly on the table (laughs) okay anyway let me uh collect myself again Okay. It was a weird taboo. There you go. Um, and, like, I don't know if I, like, heard people say this or if it was just something that I, like, gleaned from my environment and, like, the media and the older generations of people that were around me. But, like, again, if you had a problem, just sort of, like... You have the joy of the Lord. You just have to choose joy in every single situation. You don't get to feel this way. Because there are people that have it way worse than you. Like, yada yada yada. All of that. Which I feel like mm-hmm. is the like overarching feeling in the church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... And I think it, it is important to note that like historically Christians and the church have seen mental illness as like demon possession. Yes. Which it's like such an interesting point. Which like okay. Do I believe that demons can cause certain like mental illnesses? Yes. yes. Do I believe people can be delivered from those demons and... Like, exercise? Right. Yes. Like, via the power of the Holy Spirit? Right. Yes. Do I think that all mental health is demon possession? No. No. Yeah, because, I mean, it's most of the time, the vast majority of the time, it's just synapses firing in your brain wrong. Right. Or not firing, or whatever. Right. You, like... Your serotonin levels are non-existent. Right. Like, they're just not... Like, your body's just not yeah, functioning and your properly. cortisol levels are through the roof. Right. Right. But... And that's, like... I don't know <laughs> why people don't believe that that's, like, true in the church. And why we're choosing to just sort of, like, ignore the way that our body works. Even though, like... If we're going to sit here and claim, like, God designed each part of our body to be perfectly adapted to what we need as humans, why, when something goes wrong, like you were saying earlier, like, why when we break our leg do we go to a doctor, but, like, when something's wrong in our brain, why do we just ignore it and, like, suppress it? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't really know where I'm going with that, but, like... It's... Yeah, it's, like... It's... I mean, I, I said this yesterday, like... Yeah. 
if you have a headache, like, you take Tylenol. Right. And so, like, similar to, like, whatever was happening in your body that gave you a headache, Mm -hmm. and the Tylenol relieves that, like, the same thing can happen if you need to be medicated for depression Mm -hmm. or, like, high anxiety. It's, like, it's the same in my mind. I, I, I believe that it's too, the same. Yeah. So. But anyway. So. But the demon possession is like okay, helpful. Okay, yeah, I guess we should go back to Well, that. it's helpful to know like <laughs> why people, then like why older generations think. The all mental The way powers. that they do. Yeah, it will, it just like gives, gives us more empathy on like where that idea came from and like why there is shame and also i mean it has like biblical basis like the people that are described as being demon possessed in the bible were like quote-unquote crazy right and like had mental problems Uh and like the demon had to be driven out for them to be healed of their mental problems right so like i get it i definitely get why the connections there yes yeah but, like, knowing what we know now, and having scientists to tell us, hey, you can have these problems sans demon, mm-hmm. like, there needs to be a new, like, right. examination of mental health in the church. Yeah, and I think it's, like, also important to note that I, like, I don't think medication is, like, your first choice thing. Yes. Like, there are a lot of other ways to manage mm-hmm. and, like, help cope or, like, whatever you want to say. Like, I'm not saying that medication should just be thrown out willy-nilly at yeah. all. And I think also it's important to note that you can cope with, like acute mental illnesses Mm -hmm. without medication Mm -hmm. like we're talking like bipolar disorder depression anxiety like ptsd like things like that we're not talking about a psychotic break like that you actually need to go to like a mental hospital for you Mm -hmm. know so we want to make that distinction i think totally but yeah no um when i was preparing for this podcast I just went and searched up, like, in my podcast search bar, like, Christianity and mental health. And I came across this really cool podcast called The Job Project. I think it's called The Job Project, Mental Health and the Gospel. And their whole thing is, like, finding the intersectionality between mental health and Christianity and, like, Mm -hmm. what the Bible says. But they were making really good points, just like you were saying, that, like, medicine and, like, medication is our last choice. Um, They were making really good points about how, because, yes, like, Christ should be enough. Christ and community is, like, our basic needs or, like, whatever. Like, before you run to a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and get medicated you need to like exhaust your other community resources so you need to go you need to say to your friends your like 
spirit-filled friends, like, hey, this right. is what I'm dealing with, pray for me, you need to go to, like, the elders of your church. Seek wise counsel. Yes, seek wise counsel, exactly. So, like, you c- there are multiple steps that need to be taken to, like, be healed or, you know, like, manage your yeah. mental illness. One of my favorite quotes is, like, it's okay not to be okay, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to not be okay alone. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I didn't hear that growing up. Oh, no, me either. Um, and that's something now that, like, I've heard a lot. And, like, we see it scripturally when we, like, see when the Bible's talking about, like, bringing things into the light and, like, mm-hmm. things won't survive in darkness. Like, yeah. death and sin is, is in darkness and we need to bring it out. Yeah. Be, like because when it's secretive right it yeah. destroys us yeah. and that's um just ephesians 5 11 through 14 yeah and I just, so like, yeah sure okay um have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them it is shameful even to mention what is disobedient what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything mm. that is illuminated becomes a light this is why it is said wake up sleeper rise from the dead and christ will shine on you so yeah anyway biblical basis yeah yeah. and i think like we took face value or at least i did as a kid Mm -hmm. and i i just saw verse 12 and i said it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret right so i'm like i can't tell people but like that's not what that's saying right like taking it in context uh yeah no we're called to like the only way we heal from things is by talking about them. Yeah, and, like, with sin, like, we repent and we confess to God and we confess right. to, like, another human. Yeah. Um. And so, like, this is just another, like, one of those things, like, you can't tackle thing. it by yourself. Yeah, or else, like, that's when you do have a psychotic break. Well, true. <laughs> like, that's when it becomes unmanageable. That's the thing, like, even with, like, anger, like... If you have a long, a long, long fuse, I have, I generally have like a really long fuse. It takes a long time for something to like really get me to explode. But like once I explode, it's like, Done. right. Like it's not good. Can't <laughs> I can't yeah. like, well, so like I know like if I'm harboring anger, which is like a new thing that I've had to figure out with myself mm-hmm. when I do, um, because mine comes out in like resentment yep. for people. Um, I've realized that that is anger. And so I have to be mm-hmm. like, oh, like, why am I feeling that? What are steps I can take to, like, fix whatever is causing me this resentment? And, like, yeah. let me also talk to somebody else who is, like, wiser than me, who has, like, good advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, like, I don't know, if they're older, they'll also have more life experience. And so they'll yeah. know how to deal with things. Yeah. <sighs> anyway... So, Let's talk about the study. Okay. Yes. So in research um, for this episode, um, we came across this big study of like 800,000 people um, done by Lifeway 
and um, in conjunction with Focus on the Family. Mm-hmm. So, Focus on the Family did Veggie Tales, so I feel like everyone should know who they are. Mm-hmm. But We stand and, Phil Fisher. Ugh, yes. But, okay, it's called The Study of Acute Mental Illness and Christian Faith. Um, again, so they conducted all of these studies, I believe, um, through online surveys. So they're all self-reported, so we can take them with a grain of salt, but people are generally, especially if they're anonymous, people are Mm -hmm. generally, um, truthful. But some interesting facts to note from this study, um, so they interviewed pastors, and so 74 percent of pastors indicated that they personally knew um one or more people that had been diagnosed with clinical depression bipolar disorder or schizophrenia um 59 percent of them have counseled one or more people who are eventually diagnosed with an acute mental illness um 22 percent of pastors agree that they're reluctant to get involved with those um because of like strained time and resources which is a whole nother facet of like Mm -hmm. dealing with mental health in the church Mm -hmm. um but in the american church yes specifically (laughs) right but knowing those facts um let me scroll on down so knowing those 76 percent knew someone with a mental illness right um it was also found that 65% of family members in a household with someone with acute mental illness um, believe local churches should do more about talking, more in talking about mental illness openly so the topic is not so taboo. Um, And also 49% of pastors rarely or never speak to their church in sermons or large group messages about acute mental illness. Mm. Um, So I feel like that's kind of, it's like a weird, like half of those pastors that said that they knew... Like, why are you not talking about that? You know? Yeah, and I think that's gotten much better, like, as I came to college and started growing more in my faith within the past few years, like, I've heard more pastors openly admit and talk about going to counseling. Yeah. And that's been huge Mm -hmm. because, like, they admit that they are struggling too. Yeah. Which is biblical like you can't just like pretend that everything's cool and like, great all the time you're a pastor doesn't <laughs> or like christian yeah yeah like you're not right. exempt from yeah. awful things in your life True. um i wish that was the case but um yeah that'd be cool that'd be well, really, i mean it, really it, nice. it means like one day we will be in eternity yes but but for now on, on earth, earth we, um, we're not promised to eat any easy no we're promised suffering actually past. so <laughs> yeah cool we're cool cool persecution um <laughs> but yeah like that i don't know that coupled with me going to counseling yeah woo, changed my life yeah therapy is great let's talk um, about therapy a little bit yeah okay so what do we do we want to hit on, like, the different kinds? Sure. Or, like, what, like, our experiences have been. Yeah, so, um, if y'all haven't listened to my story, like, the very first episode we ever did, um, 
this it'll make more sense if you have listened to that so maybe like do a quick pause go listen to that one um and come back but anyway basically i was sort of thrown in therapy um because i was dating a girl so um even though the therapy was not my choice ended up being literally a lifesaver was it a christian counselor yes okay. it was um also i think the train is passing so that's okay there's get over it just everyone. too many <laughs> get over the background noises we don't have a professional space to record in our new house in my new house Jordan's new house that I will Jordan. be living in. <laughs> in my new house. In the home that Jordan is. It's going to be so far from the train. And it's going to be far from the the bell tower. Oh, and incredible. the highway. That'll be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be a whole new podcast. And also, won't you guys have like an office space? We don't have one. Natalie's living, living in the office. In it. But that's okay. But it'll still be with It's going to be quiet. Yeah. It's a little neighbor. It's a little like... Suburban neighborhood. I'm so neighborhood. excited to come over and talk to you guys. I'm so excited. See it. See you on Saturday. And store some crap in my gar- in your garage. True. But yes. <laughs> because um, extra, just tidbit. I'm gonna be homeless for like 13 days. She's or practicing the way of Jesus. I am. Think of it like that. Okay. Okay, that's a nice spin. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not actually going to be homeless. Like I could go. But just like. But yeah. Popping around here Just, and there. Just, you know, couch surfing. Using <laughs> Fran. Fran just she had like, the Bleh. biggest sigh in the world. Oh, oh my Fran. gosh. Um, but yeah. What am I even saying? Oh, yes. Okay. Your pros- your... Even though I was thrown into therapy not of my own volition, um, it literally, like, was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, it was... Um, Definitely TFCBT, which is trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people know cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Um, that's, like, the main, the, like, widespread, widely accepted form of therapy. Totally. That a lot of people go through when they go to therapy. But um, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, having this, like, safe space to, like, process... and heal from my trauma like with the spiritual guidance of my therapist because she was a Christian and she was Mm -hmm. definitely like filled with the Holy Spirit like had that like like she's like exactly what I want to be in a therapist yeah and I think like we have to make the important distinction like when you are choosing to see a therapist or a counselor like yeah you need like Christian or biblical yes. counseling. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's just where wisdom's gonna come mm-hmm. from. Yeah. When you are discerning like how you want to live your life right. in accordance to God. Because mm-hmm. you can go and talk to a therapist or a counselor that isn't Christian. Totally. And they might even like use some of the same tools. And they're gonna give you really good advice, sure. Right. But true healing is not, it's only found through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. It's not a means to an end. Right. Whereas in 
secular counseling it might be Mm -hmm. but whereas like a good christian or biblical counselor is always going to be like pointing you toward jesus right through their practices and like what and they're going to use like scientific tools right that are like evidence-based right but even in that it's like always pointing back toward true Mm -hmm. healing so anyway yes i went to her how long did i go to her uh, maybe like. Fran just growled again. <laughs> I only went to her for like, maybe like, like five or six months, um. And then I went to college, which is why I had to stop seeing her. Mm. And then I just, um, if you've listened to my mm. story, just completely neglected my uh, health, mind, body, and soul. Anyway, let's go listen to my story. It'll make more sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, my experience. And What were your, like, biggest takeaways? Or, like, wh- like why was it helpful for you? Other than, like, the main... processing, right. like, things that needed to be addressed. Right. I think that the main thing I took away from even that, like, sorry, even that, like, short time in therapy is that like I don't know I guess like this is like cliche or whatever but I couldn't like heal myself on my own and like I'm not I'm not saying I'm healed (laughs) now I have a lot of trauma that I'm just now beginning to process um but like I think Here's a good one. Like, healing is not uh, linear. Totally. Um, And that, like, just because you, like, think you're okay, like, you're definitely not. But, I don't know. Like, I'm struggling to, like, find my, like, big takeaway from that, I guess. Um, Because I wasn't. Like, at the time, I didn't realize how helpful it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I realized to, like, some extent, but, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, she was the only one telling me the gospel. And, like, she was the only one, like, speaking truth into my life. And so she was the only one, like, helping me hold on. Right. Even if I was holding mm. on by, like, a single thread. thread. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily have, like major takeaways from that time in therapy but like if i if i look back on it like it was influential yes yeah super and like even though i was like actively denying the gospel while i was in therapy like it was Mm -hmm. still like it was still just, like, super helpful. And, like, like I said, like, literally saved me. Even if I didn't realize it then. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what else I, like, want to say about that. Yeah. I, but. I For me, it was, there was, like, an event that happened that, um, like, an event that is like connected to the church like something happened 
where I was triggered, mm-hmm. um, and for the first time had like a suicidal thought, yeah. which I had never had in my life. Um, and I was like, oh, like, uh, what is that? Right. <laughs> so I was like, I like, maybe should, should see someone about that. Like, and it, hey, maybe that's not great. Right. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't recurring. Right. Thank the Lord. But like, it, it was a sign that like, I was not well. I was not dealing with things. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was suppressing. And again, like listen to my story um if you want more context on that his story is only one episode ago so that's true his last one um but yeah i started counseling um july of 2019 i got i like saw a few days ago it was like my one year anniversary like with my counselor um and so I started going and Christian counseling, mm-hmm. like I said, and again, like listen to my story to know like all the things that we were processing together. Right. But yeah. I think one of the greatest things that I learned were like consistent practices that I need to do in my life yes. to maintain mm-hmm. a healthy emotional state mm-hmm. Yeah. or things that I like need to make sure that I don't do. Yeah. Um, I think that I just wasn't in counseling long enough to have, like, really steady practices that I took yeah. away from that. But, yeah, no. I Just, like, like, mindfulness. Yes. And just, like, when you have somebody else who isn't talking, like, you're just... Speaking. You're just speaking. And, and you're, like, you're, you're own processing. Right. Yeah. And the counselor will, like, ask, like, leading questions. But they're just like keeping an inventory of a lot of things and so it was always really helpful for me when someone outside of myself could be like hey like i've noticed this pattern like what do you think about that and then you're like oh my gosh like why have i been destructive like that in that way like so many times like because we like we can't always recognize those things in ourselves and it's s- like watching a, a movie. Like you, yeah, you're like, why are you making that decision? Right. Like, that's an you're awful like, why decision. Why are you doing that? But totally. You can't see that in your own self. Oh, I'm just kicked the table. <laughs> I can't kicked it, it again. I'm, anyway. Um, but totally. Yeah, you can't see and that. And so, like, now, like, I know there are certain things that I need to do, and we can, like, touch on those in a second, too, of just, like, these are things that I do to make sure that I'm healthy. Yeah. It's the same yeah. as, like, like, if you feel sick, like, maybe change what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I don't know, like, change things in your life if you realize, like, there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. So, and also, is that, like, do you do an EMDR or anything like that? Yeah, so I have not done EMDR. And EMDR is eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. Yes. By the way. So cool. I'm fascinated by it. My counselor does it. I have not done it with her. I... Like, when I become a therapist, I will absolutely yes, be getting certified Me too. It. It's so cool. And I think, again, like, Which Christians look it, look might see it. Like, yeah, know. look it up. Maybe we'll put, like, a resource in the description. Yes. Um, but, like, I, I think some Christians see it and they're like, oh my gosh, like, it's just, like, hypnotism. 
it's not. Or it's like mystic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, totally take your time to research and come to your own opinion, like through the spirits leading of you. It is my belief that like, it's it, not anti-God. It's and just it's another not, tool given to it's us. It's totally like, yeah. it's such a cool thing. Like it's a cool way that God made us mm-hmm. to help like, reprocess trauma trauma yeah. like big t trauma or little t trauma like right. it's so it's fascinating yeah um but like stuff like I that i like really want to find a therapist that does it because i go see kayla how much is she <laughs> <laughs> kayla's so many wall. people are like i've turned people onto kayla because she's amazing um she take insurance in some ways but <laughs> yeah, it's so like okay, here's a question. What's the difference between a counselor and a friend? Like a trusted friend to talk to. What do you see the benefits of going to a counselor instead of a friend? I think a counselor is like not that they have like a different like authority over anything, but like they have been trained in the ways of the brain. <laughs> and like can actually productively like have a conversation about your trauma and like help you move forward from that versus like to a friend I feel like when you go to them with a a trauma or like something that's like going on in your life currently like they can't really do anything about it yeah. I mean sometimes they can but like yeah they're not trained right they're not trained yeah and I mean it's just like if you have a friend that, like, watch a few YouTube videos about cutting hair, like, at myself, like, I can cut your hair, but, like, it's not going to be near right. as, like, effective productive. or, like, productive as going to a professional. Or, like, with a doctor. Like, someone can, like, slap a band-aid mm-hmm. on you, but, like, if you have a broken bone, yeah. you have to go to the doctor. I think it's helpful, too, to have, like, a non-biased person exactly. because that like doesn't know any of your past and no, like, and like them, like whatever right like it won't have an effect on your relationship there you go if you tell somebody something yeah like if i tell a friend something maybe it was offensive to them or like then they're gonna go tell their like of course like good friends like won't but, won't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's always that fear of like you don't know like how what you're going to tell them is going to affect your relationship. And how that will be received, yeah. Right. Whereas when you go into a safe space, like counseling, like, that is their job to then, like... And they legally can't discriminate. Well, yeah, legally they can't disclose <laughs> yeah. things about you. Um, and so I think that's, like, the main difference there. You can yeah. totally... Like, I'm not saying don't go to your friends. Obviously, like, well, you talked about it earlier. Like, your friends are a a line of healing. Totally. But but they can't uh, be the end-all, be-all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Anyway, do we want to talk about, like, what we do? (laughs) Self-care. To be okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to go or do you want to go? You can go. Okay. I think uh, one of the main things that I do when I am actively being attentive to my mental health and um, actually, like, doing what I need to do um, 
is setting out blocks during the day. They don't always have to be at the same time or whatever, but um, setting out blocks during the day to just like put on worship music and just sit with myself and sit with the Lord um, and just like process what has happened that day, process what's going on in the world, um, cry if I need to. Like, just sort of, like, I guess it's just a way for me to, like, detach and feel all of my emotions. I think, like, that's something that I found super helpful. And also, journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know about you, but, like, I can talk to someone all day long, and yes, I do process that way. But also, if I can, like, write it all out. And I can, it does something different in your brain. Yeah, I yeah. can, like, read it, and I can be like, oh, I was feeling this way here, but, like, now I'm feeling this way. Like, if I can see with my own eyes, like, how things have shifted and how I've changed, like, that's something that sort of keeps me sane, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's a good, it's a way to, like, when everything else seems chaotic, like, if I can sit down and journal, I'm like... Oh, like... This More is... so just, like, um... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, f- free flow or, like, whatever is, like, coming into your mind. Like, flow of... What is the word? Uh, stream of consciousness. Yeah, stream of consciousness. Yeah. Yes. No, that's how I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But those are... I think those are the two main things that don't take any money or yeah. any, like, real... Like, yeah, you have to block out time, but, like, you know, they're really easily accessible for, like, mm-hmm. everyone. But, yeah. And if I had money, I would go see Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to. I yeah. need to talk to my... I'm still on my parents' insurance, but I still... Need a lot of like, counselors do take insurance, too, yeah. which is super no. nice. And a lot of them will do, like, a... Like, oh, I, like, can only pay this much... And they'll, like, adjust based on your income. That's nice. I can only pay you $5. <laughs> Will you accept that? Um, Even if you talk to me for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. I think, for me, uh, I have to be proactive rather than retroactive. Mm. And um, there are certain things that I know, like, have led me into dark places or, like, sin or like whatever that might be so i have to be like really aware yeah and like the bible tells us to like be on guard yes, <laughs> and like exactly especially against like satan and mm-hmm. like he he's actively seeking ways to like destroy us yeah and so like i said in my life i have found ways to like make sure that i don't get into bad situations like physically um mentally um yeah. there's this cool acronym called halt which is, like, you are more prone to sin and, um, like, distress and whatever when you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So, halt. Interesting. And, like, for me, that's totally in my life. I see that. And so, like... That makes you... That makes me more aware. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be, like, okay, like, I have to make sure... Or, like, if I'm especially, like snippy i have to be like 
like when did i last eat <laughs> it's like yeah. such a simple thing yeah. but like i, I don't mean know. our bodies were designed to like function at peak capacity right. like when we have eaten when we have mm-hmm. slept and i've know. acknowledged like i have to get a lot more sleep than the normal human <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but like my body just does and so i have to like set boundaries and be like Even iron I think so. Yeah. My mom does, and so does Jordan. So you definitely do. Probably. <laughs> um, um, but like that's something that I have to like set boundaries with and be like, okay, like I'm going to go to bed at this time because I know I have to get up at this. And like if that's somebody good. asks yep. me, I have to be like, no, like I'm sorry, like I have to do this for myself instead of being yeah. a people pleaser. Yeah. Um. I think that like even. Like, at the beginning of quarantine. Like, when I was mm. really, like, mentally healthy, I was taking all those precautions. Yeah. And, like, setting out my schedule and, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. like doing all of that. So, I d- yeah, I get that. And then the other thing for me is just, like, meaningful reflection. Mm. And so that, for that, I generally, um, on Sunday nights, I, and, like, this is something that I wouldn't, both of those things are things that I, like, wouldn't have been aware of unless I had gone to counseling. Mm-hmm. But this reflection of, like, okay, like, how was this week? And the four, the four questions that I ask myself are, what are things that I'm glad that I said yes to? What are things that I'm glad I said no to? What are things I wish I had said yes to? Mm-hmm. And what are things I wish I had said no to? Um... And after, like, doing that, you see patterns within yourself. Yeah. Um, I should try that one. It's so, so good. And you can do it, like, weekly, or you can do it monthly, or, like, yearly, (laughs) just to know, like, what are patterns that emerge that, like, are life-giving to me? Yeah. Um, And what are not life-giving. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And then, lastly, just, like, making sure I'm disciplined in the ways of jesus and like the way that like he's called us to be that's like my overarching yeah when i am like in the word every day Mm -hmm. when i am actively like praying like constantly sabbathing yeah when i'm when i'm actually like doing the things that i'm supposed to be doing it's great not in a legalistic way but in like a disciplined yes way like there's no shame if you miss the day But, like, in order to grow and, like, abide in Jesus, like, you have to do these things. Yeah, and uh, we just did, well, I guess, like, a few episodes ago, we did the sacraments. Mm. So, like, go listen to that if you want more information on, like, all of that jazz. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I feel like those are, like, the big things that, like, everyone can do. Something that I also hated at first, like, Mm -hmm. hated my counselor, was like, I think you should try this. And I was like, okay, like, great. Like, that sounds fun. Um, Is silence and solitude. Where you literally just, like... Sit with yourself. Sit with yourself. No music. No worship music in the background. I don't do well with no music. Exactly. Like, nothing. Because, like, when I had my, like, quiet time or prayer time, I... I'm just, like, a huge music person, so I, I would put on worship music. Worship music. Yeah. And there's totally a time and place for that. Yeah. But, like, sitting with yourself in silence for five minutes is, like, awful. 
or it was at first and i've gotten better at it yeah but like you have to process things yeah and it is biblical like jesus we see him when he's overwhelmed or like in order to like be proactive instead of retroactive if like he performs a miracle or if there's something that is exerting his energy he goes to the quiet place and he retreats and he sits alone with god And so there's something special that happens when, like, you are forced to only think, like, with yourself. Interesting. And so, like, for me, I know, like, once a week I try to do that. And so, like, I try to do that outside. Right now, it's disgustingly hot. I cannot wait until it's I know. But I love going to, like, trees or, like, a little park and, like, just sitting by myself for a while in the presence of God. And that is so life-giving to me um but something that like i really struggled with at first and like i know a lot of people also struggle with that but also just because things work for me doesn't mean they're gonna work for you yeah yeah and it's not like a biblical mandate also right right yeah (laughs) it's just something that i've found that has helped me like be sanctified and yeah go off thanks I will say, just because we know these things... Doesn't mean we do them. Doesn't mean we do them. Oh, yeah. But there is a difference in, like, at least if do- if something does come up, you can like, be like, oh, like, effort. why am I feeling this way? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, because I didn't do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. So it's helpful still, even if you, like, don't Even do if you it. don't do them, even if you know that you should, you're, like, sort of aware. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. We're going to give some like resources in yeah and the... we'll like link the study um we'll link about what what did we say emdr and then like a few different books and like, oh, like social media presences podcast. that i've yeah that i've used great but sounds like a plan that was good it was. It was a little long. It was a little long. I was worried we weren't going to have enough content, but we just... I know. Yaks. <laughs> we did <forever>. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. So, anyway. Do we have any uh, parting words of wisdom? Or anything that we want to say? I'd say, like, I have, like, a challenge for everyone to just, like, Ooh. be reflective yeah. this week. Just, like, take five minutes the beginning of your work week or the end and just like think about your week Mm. and like ask yourself whatever questions you need to ask and like i don't know that's my challenge to people is to just be mindful yeah this week it's great you can do it or you like don't have to do it you don't have to we'll never know we'll never know (laughs) but yeah but that's been super helpful for me so like i encourage everyone to try to do that yeah it's great I encourage everyone to journal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally journal, too. I definitely, like... It's my safe place. <laughs> I never kept a journal as a kid. Like, I just wasn't one of those. I mean, oh, I, me like, either. I, like, tried to, but I'd always, like... I didn't like, like it. Yeah. I always got the, like, locking ones, and then I, like, lost <laughs> the key, and then I, like, couldn't. I have, like, five <laughs> journals that have never been finished. Yeah. I, it's bad. But, yeah. It's, uh, journaling's great. And, like, journaling prayerfully. Mm-hmm. as well is like something that's super helpful but yeah i guess that's it so um have a great week have a great week everyone thanks for listening if you're still listening um yeah 
if y'all want to like give us a review give us a shout out on your social media yeah Um, or like if there's a topic specifically you want us to talk about we have a long list of things to go through but quite a long list if you're like i really want you to talk about this like let us know our dms are always open um at poor in spirit pod on instagram or you can email us um it's poor in spirit podcast at gmail.com um we also have the link to our website in our instagram bio there's a contact form on there as well uh but yeah i think that's about it i think so thank you have a great week um and may the lord bless you and guide you blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven matthew 5 3